Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Exactly. Um, turn to the person next to you and say, G'day, beautiful. I hope you returned the compliment. Just a handshake here between the boys. Don't want to get awkward. Okay, that's enough. Rabble. I heard good things about Townsville. Then I came here. No, I'm joking. Rabble. Talk too much. No, I'm joking. I talk too much. Snow White. If you know the story of Snow White, she's got an evil stepmum. She, uh, every morning she wakes up, looks in the mirror, wants to see how she ranks in beauty uh, around the kingdom. So she says, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Exactly. And it gives her a scale of, you know, how good she is. And if you know the story, at some point, she, well, she was the fairest, and at some point, Snow White overtakes her. She gets really cranky, apple, yada, yada, yada. I don't know about you, but I don't really have a mirror like that in my house. Do you have a mirror like that in your house? You know, you wake up in the morning... You look into the mirror and you kind of go, wow, who's the fairest of them all? Exactly. Well, that's not true, David. You're a very, you're a very beautiful man in lots of ways, in lots of ways. Um, I wake up and when I look in the mirror in the mornings, I actually hear this, I'm too sexy for my shirt, too sexy for, anyone know that song? All these guys in this front row are like, what? Is, that's like from that era with the uh, Aki Aki song. The, you know, it, I want to talk tonight about the mirrors that we look at. Because we actually all look into mirrors to see um, a reflection of ourselves and to judge ourselves. Um, by, and we judge ourselves and evaluate ourselves by all these mirrors. These mirrors tell us... Um, yeah, we, we use them to evaluate who we are and our self-worth. For some of us, we use our friends, what they say about us. Um, if they say nice things, it builds us up and we feel really good. If they say something bad, though, you know, it just pulls us down and breaks us. Um, our parents. Now, I think I'm a pretty good dad, but I know there is stuff that I've said to my kids that I don't want you know, them to remember, and they're only young, you know, like, parents get it wrong sometimes, and even some of our parents may not even be with us, and some of the things they've said, we, we look into what they say, and we see a reflection, and we don't like it, it's, some, it's, it's still kind of, still damaging to us, some of it's really good, and it builds us up, but sometimes it, it's not so good, parents, friends, and I don't know about you, but the mirror of myself, is the hardest one. Do you have that, like, you build such a picture of what you think you should look like that when you see the reflection, you kind of go, man, it's just, I'm just not, just not there. Just not there. So we all look in these mirrors. But the problem is, as we look into these mirrors and see a reflection back of who we think we are, they're like those, the mirrors at um, 
the sideshows, the ecker, you know, like those, you know, the funny wobbly ones and, and the, I like the short one, the ones that make me look kind of short and muscular and I stand there for a while. Paula looks the ones that make her look tall and skinny and she turns around and looks in it and I say, hey, look, it's not real and she says, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. She stays there for a while, but that's all good, that's all good. It's like those mirrors, the, the reflections of family, um, friends, ourselves, what we expect to see, the reflection, is not who we truly are. So I want to look tonight at the one place where we get a true reflection, a proper mirror of ourselves, and it's God's Word, the Bible. It's in the book of James. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn to it if you want. If you don't, you can just follow along and trust that I'll read it right. James 1 verse 19. So James actually, taking a little side note, James is actually Jesus' brother, his, his stepbrother, because Jesus' dad was God, so Joseph was actually James's dad, but Mary's his mum. And James actually doesn't believe Jesus is God until after Jesus has died and he's been resurrected. So James is... Um, he's grown up with Jesus and knows him. This is his... His, his brother, James. So he writes this. Understand this. And if you've got your Bibles there, it actually goes on. Understand this, my brother, dear brothers and sisters. But that's, it's a little comma. But to take a little interlude, understand this in kind of Greek is not, it's actually not a comma. It's more of an exclamation mark. Understand this. He wants us to really, un, really get it. Know what he's saying. Understand this. Highlight, bold, italics, exclamation mark. Understand this, my brothers and sisters, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Ooh, that's a challenge. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word that God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you've heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Understand this. I want us to understand that tonight. Two things. Firstly, that what God says about you in the Bible is what he knows you and it's the only proper place to look to see 
who you are and what you are like. You know, whether you, you don't think much of yourself or you think you're really totally awesome, God knows you. And by the way, God thinks you're awesome. We're going to have a look at that a little bit later. There's this um, famous preacher in America. I actually like him. He's a funny dude. Joel Osteen. Does anyone know Joel Osteen? Joel Osteen. He's a funny little dude. He, he says, says a funny little um, joke every time he preaches. But he, he, he's got this massive congregation, 40,000 people. That's a, that's a fair size. Fair size, 40,000. He's got this massive stadium every single week. I remember I went to Hillsong one year and he was like, oh, this is really cool to be preaching. It was like 12,000 people, 20,000 people. It wasn't his normal Sunday congregation. It was bizarre. Anyway, he says this, and I love this. Every single time he preaches, he says this. This is my Bible. He gets everyone to hold it up. He's, it can be a little bit corny. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Tonight I will be taught the word of God. I boldly proclaim my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I will never be the same in Jesus' name. This is your mirror, your Bible. It is what it says you are, you are what it says you are, and you can do what it says you can do. And tonight, if you look at it and don't walk away forgetting what you look like, you will be radically changed forever. Okay, I'm going to ask Paula to hand out some Bible verses. I want us to read them out. And as we do, oh, who did this? Oh, thank you. She's been very helpful. I'm not used to that. Too harsh? It's a little harsh? Too hard. Too far. Too far. Love you. Awkward. And I need someone with good writing. I think, Jesse, I was actually thinking, Jesse. I don't know. You just seem like you would have nice, neat writing. Could you do the writing on the board for us? So if you've got a Bible verse there, this is what God says. This is your picture, your reflection. Okay. Who's got a Bible? If you've got a Bible verse, just read it out. And what I want you to do is read the Bible verse and then kind of say what you get out of it. Like what would be the snapshot picture, maybe one word, what you think what it says about you. Okay. Anyone? Don't all rush. Okay, go for it. Yep. Oh, sorry. Okay. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. What would that say about God's relationship to you? Don't worry about anything. It's all going to be fine because you'll be ahead of me. Ek? No, don't stress. Don't stress. Awesome. I, Matt, I don't want to... Maybe God takes care of us. He goes ahead. Provides. Don't worry. Be okay, next. That was a bit of a tricky one. You got a tricky one. Yeah, yeah you can take a mic around. That'd be great. Yep. 
Okay, next. If you stand up, that'll help pull her out a bit. Coming, coming. Hello. Here I come. Is this one on? Hello, hello. Second Corinthians five seventeen. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Awesome. Well, what do you get? Out, what do you get out of that? Well, for me, part of it, part of being the bridge program, I'm tra- thanks to God's grace, I get to transform my life. Transformed? Yeah. Awesome. Next. He's got one of them. <laughs> oh, gone shy. He's going. Go. Um, God bought you with a high price. Whoops, sorry. First Corinthians, Corinthians, uh, chapter six, verse twenty. Uh, God bought you with a pride with a high price so you must honour God with your body yeah I'm valuable excellent that's kind of what I get out of it high valuable valuable coming what was the price God paid for you he died that is a valuable price that is a valuable price um, Ephesians 2, uh, chapter 19. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Awesome. What do you, what do you get out of it? Uh, we're all family. doesn't matter which size or shape or colour. Yep. You know, we're all family. Yep. God's children. There's, there's a special privilege that you and I get from being in a family, isn't there? You know, like, I can walk into my dad's house. Even if I, if I didn't knock, that would still be okay because I can just walk in to my dad's house. There's a special privilege that you and I have from being family, family with God. 2 Corinthians 5.20 So we are Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. We are his ambassadors to go out and, and go out to all the world and tell the people. Awesome. Ambassadors. We are, it, you know, it's funny because I look at my life, look at your life, look at my life. We are God's best foot forward, his ambassadors. His ambassadors are the people that go out to represent God. We are God's best foot forward, his ambassadors. That is so cool. Ephesians 1.5, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. Awesome. What do you get out of that? Um, God wants us to be his child. It's pretty yeah. cool. In, in um, the days that this is written, uh, adopted, was, adopted was even better than being born into the family. Because at, at that point in the Roman era, if I didn't like my children and they were being really disobedient, I could pull out my sword and... You could. You could, you could get rid of your family. But someone who was adopted... 
could never be disowned. It was extra special to be adopted. So we're adopted as his family. And not only it says, um, we had it finished, it said, and it gave him great pleasure. Great pleasure. Next. Um, 1 Corinthians six nineteen to 20. Don't you realise that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God brought you with a high price, so you must honour God with your body. Um, I was just saying, we've just did in Christianity Explained about being redeemed by Jesus. So to me, this is again impact that, you know, um, the highest price ever was paid for us and um, for us to, to sort of honour the price that was paid for us, that we're now... Everything's gone. The past is gone and we are now pure in Jesus. Excellent. High price, maybe? High price, maybe? Good writing, by the way. Good choice, everyone. She was a good runner. There's a couple more, that, a couple more key ones that I wouldn't mind read. Hello. All right. Psalm 139, verse 13. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. I took away from that. Just he's known us from the start and he's got plans for us right from the minute we're created. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Plans for us? Maybe? I don't know. Makes up. Next. All right, Ephesians 3, verse 12. Because of Christ, our faith in him, we can now become boldly, confidently, and into God's presence. I uh, just got that through our faith in God, we can become more confident. Yeah, excellent. More confident? That's kind of what I said before, boldly. We can go boldly in, boldly into God's presence. I can't even see where the mic's gone. Okay. 1 Thessalonians 1, uh, 4. We know, sorry, 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 4. <laughs> we know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. Yeah. And I immediately thought of Chill out, man. You've been accepted. Yeah. Accepted. That's good. I like that. More? There's a few more out there. Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do all the good things he planned for us long ago. I got out of that because uh, I'm an artist. Yay! (laughs) And I got the masterpiece one. Um, That means to me that all masterpieces uh, have been planned. Uh, They have been uh, uh, executed with um, finesse. Uh, They have been... um, um, just um, worked on so that they are just exactly what the um, painter or the sculptor wants to do with that subject. So, yeah. so you know, um, yeah, 
Yeah. It's, That's good. It's, we're a masterpiece. So, so what, what might annoy uh, people about me, God says, no, 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 no. I made you that way, Laurie, because I delight in you. You are my masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I like that too. That's probably one of my favourite ones of all of these is that, um, you know, you think of, you know, all the f- great artists in history, Rembrandt and all those dudes, their pinnacle painting was their masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. Of all the work he created, God looks at us and goes, that's my best. One more. Has anyone got the marvellous one? Yeah. Okay. Um, 1 John 3.1. Yep. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognise that we are God's children because they don't know him. What do you get from that? Um, that we're his children, and the people that don't recognise him as our father, they're um, they don't know him yet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. His children. Excellent. P. Psalm one thirty nine verse fourteen. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. I just love that one. Wow. Um. That I'm exactly. Ooh, that I'm exactly where God wants me to be so I can be the woman that I want to be. Excellent. Exactly. Excellent. I, I wouldn't mind you writing marvellous. That's why I chose you, being a good writer. Because I'd get lost around the... Actually, no, thanks to the 12th man, I would know how to spell marvellous. M-A-R-V-E-L-L-O-U-S. Marvel. Don't worry. It's something from my junior years. Is, don't worry about it. Kanga, Roozie, Roozie. All right. Um, okay. We've got it. Is there two more? Okay. Two more. Phil? Hang on. This is lucky okay. Phil. Oh, sorry, Phil. I've got Romans 8.17. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. And I get from that whatever Jesus is entitled to, we inherit and have now. Cool. Heirs? How cool is that? Is anyone like astounded by that? Are these verses not awesome? Everything that Jesus has, we are entitled to because we are heirs of God. Uh, John fifteen fifteen. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide any slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. Basically, is this just a change in relationships mm. from transference from slave to friend? Yeah. I love that. And that's actually a move in the more modern church, you know, where we can come wearing shorts and whatever. Because we see God as friend, close. We can confide in them, trust them, trust him. Excellent. Thank you very much for your marvellous help and writing. So the mirror, the only proper mirror that you should be looking at is this. So 
if you're looking in a mirror and seeing anything other than yourself as not just any old masterpiece, but God's masterpiece. And, and you know that the, the, the old masters used to put their, their fingerprint on it so that they would know, that other people would know that it was theirs. It was authentic. God has put his finger on you and marked you because you are his masterpiece. <laughs> Paul is um, Valme's mum. So that's Valme with Kevin there. Hello, Valme. Her dad knew pro-heart before he was pro. Just used to sign heart, didn't he? So your dad, this is a funny story. Your dad used to give him the canvases to paint on. Well, he was an absolute nobody. So pro-heart, or heart at that point, decided to give your dad a painting. He didn't like it. And he stuck it behind the lounge. On the floor. So after he'd passed away and your mother passed away, and cleaning up the house, they found this old pro-heart, signed heart. When you, yeah, yeah, but it, it's under the, under the lounge, at the back of the lounge, collecting dust. Can you believe that? They took it back to Pro Heart at that point, and who called himself Pro there. He said, man, I'll, I'll easily give you two for that one. It is so valuable. Two for one. And he's stuck at the back. God doesn't do that. He says he's not ashamed of his masterpiece. He says, You're not only are you my masterpiece, I'm so proud of you that I proclaim it. I'm not going to stick you at the back of the lounge and let you collect dust. He takes care of us. You have been transformed. You are family. Now we come, I've, you know, we all have some, some, you know, black sheep of the family. I'm probably, my family's black sheep or something, I don't know. But you're family. You're included. You're invited to things. You're an heir. You have, you have an inheritance that has been stored for you and is waiting for you to collect. He trusts you so much that he wants you to represent him. He's not ashamed of you. He, he thinks you're great and he wants you to represent him. You've been redeemed. You're marvelous. You're valuable. He likes you. He's your friend. He has plans for you. You haven't been forgotten. He's planning for you. I don't know if you're what mirrors you're looking into, but if you see anything other than this, you're looking in the wrong place, the wrong mirror. Because God knew you, He made you, and He says that is you. Now, I need a volunteer. I need a volunteer. Who is, now this is, um, who would be the staunchest Queensland supporter in the room? I'm not just talking about any old, you know, like, like Paul's pretty staunch Queensland supporter, aren't you, Paul? But he's clearly wearing a Melbourne Storm shirt tonight. So, boo to you, buddy. But, is that too far as well? It's a little too far. It's too far, isn't it? 
No, that's acceptable. That's acceptable. He's on the storm. He deserved it. Gus? Gus? Who's Gus? Gus? Come on, Gus. Come on, buddy. Come on down the front. Let's give him a clap. Now, if my lovely assistant would go behind the curtain there, if my lovely assistant would go and get, get my, yeah? You're my lovely assistant. Just behind there. I've got something for Gus. Gus, come on down the front here, buddy. Okay. The problem is sometimes that we can judge who we are by what we do. Now, James, in the book here, when he's explaining it to us, is saying that the stuff we do isn't who we are. In fact, it's like the clothes we wear, the stuff we do. So, now, Gus, there's nothing I could do to convince you to go for the blues, could I? No. Okay. So, well, you shouldn't be, a, shouldn't be too ashamed to wear this then. No, 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 because this is not who you are. So it's okay. Now, Gus, we won't take any photos. It won't be memorised. You're going to forgive me for this? If you want to slash any tyres, it's the white rav out the front. <laughs> Which is not here. Yeah, sure. Yeah, come on, Gus. Now, now. Now, Gus, I want you to know that the only... The, the only... Um, the only game we won as New South Wales, all this gear was there for. It is sacred. Game two, where we broke the back of Queensland, this was there for that. All this stuff. All this stuff. Now, how do you, now, how do you feel? Ashamed. Ashamed. <laughs> now, Gus, God says to you that the stuff you've done and the stuff I've done is like clothes. <laughs> is like the clothes we wear, but it is not who we are. Are you a blues supporter? No. Well, so I could dress you up in. I could paint your face blue. I could. I could play the blues theme song. Do we haven't even have a theme song. I don't even think we do. Who said that? Heard a blues songs what nine years ago, I think. Yeah, no, thank you. It was only a couple of years ago, but one in a row, buddy. One in a row that only lasted one. Okay, you can take that off. Thank you, Gus. Give him a round of applause. Now, hang on, before you go, how do you feel taking off that dirty stuff? Uh, don't really hate. Well, yeah, um, I just don't want to put it on again. Yeah, good man. Go Queensland, eh? Go Queensland. Don't you hate it when you, you know when you put that stuff in the washing machine and it gets that smell because you left it in too long? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I hate that would be one of my most hated smells in the world. And you don't know until you're wearing it out and you start to sweat and then you go Ah, uh, and usually you can't go home. I, it, that's what James is referring to in verse 21. He says this. 
James 1.21. Sorry. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. When we lie, cheat, sleep around, steal, all the stuff, the junk... You know, we can, we can think that is who we are, but as Gus clearly demonstrates, I could dress him up in blues gear till the cows come home. He would hate me for it, but he would not be a blues supporter. And James says the same about us. But, and that the stuff we do is not who you are. Does anyone find that liberating? So he says... All that stuff you've been doing, you've been doing it for so long you think it's who you are, it's not who you are. So get changed. Get out of your stinky, dirty rags that you're wearing and step in to the clean, beautiful, crisp robes that God has for you. I find that liberating. The joy, God that God doesn't look at you and judge you by what you've done because he sees this and he says, you know what? I don't see you as a liar. I don't see you as a thief. I don't see you as a murderer or anything like that. You may have done that, but that is not who you are. You're valuable, marvellous. I love that. My uncle was um, did time for um, armed robbery, if I remember right. And I grew up being scared of him because I thought he was going to shoot me or something one day. I judged him by who he, what he'd done. But you know what? He was the most awesome uncle and still is. He never raised his voice to me, always played with us. He was great. I defined him by what he'd done, but as I got to know him, I knew that was not who he was. He's not uncle armed robber, bank thief. He was my uncle. He's just an uncle, a great uncle. So it is not who you are. And finally, just to wrap up, and the team can come back, Two, when you know that the stuff and the junk, the lies, the arrogance, the deceit, stealing, whatever, adultery, whatever, when you know that's not who you are, it helps you deal with your junk because it's not who you are. And you know what? No one in this room can stand and say, there's not stuff that I shouldn't be, you know, sorry about. I can't, no one here, I, lo- I love the verse where it says, God saves you so that no one can stand and say, I'm better than anyone else. Some of the Bible greats, Paul says, I'm the chief of sinners. We've all done stuff. But when we look into the mirror, of what God says about us. That we are transformed. 
that He cares enough about us to plan for us, that He trusts us enough to represent Him. He owns us as His children. He adopts us as His children. This is underlined because He said again and again and again, understand this, we are His children. We are redeemed. We are His masterpiece. And when we know that, it helps us deal with the junk because all that junk is just the stuff we're wearing and we need to throw it off. Get off your ju- get the junk off you. Like Blues jersey on a Maroons supporter or a Maroons jersey on a Blues supporter. It's not who you are. It's not who you are. God intervened in my uncle's life. So he wasn't forever known as, you know, uncle bank robber. And God worked a marvellous work in his life. And God can work a marvellous work in your life. So as the team plays, I, I just want to remind you what James says. Don't look in the mirror and walk away forgetting who you are. Look in the mirror and see clearly who you are. Don't walk away and forget. Don't walk away and forget. The devil wants you to forget because he wants you to think that you're not valuable, that you're not able to become part of God's family, that you have to worry about things, that you're not accepted, that you're not valuable. But you know what God says? You are valuable. You are marvelous. You're His. He's bought you with a price because you are valuable. He didn't bargain down when He was looking to help you. He didn't bargain down wasn't an eBay purchase would you would you take you know 50 for that instead of you know 51 he paid top dollar so God I'm just going to pray God I am so thankful that you love us and that every single person here is valuable to you fact you say that they and I am your masterpiece so many mirrors in our lives tell us the exact opposite but you say we are valuable loved you have plans for us we are accepted help us not to walk away from tonight not getting that because that will help us deal with the junk in our lives. God, I would pray for spiritual eyes to be opened in each and every one of us right now. Open to see ourselves and others how you see us.